Welcome to Go Home Eat, a wrestling podcast. A wrestling podcast, Jared, is finally available for us to do an AEW-specific podcast where we start with Saturday Night Dynamite, or as Taz said, Saturday Night is all right for fighting. We start out... You said that was an Elton John reference? Yeah. Saturday Night's all right for fighting. It's an Elton John song. Oh, perfect. And, uh... Oh... We start out with Hobbs and Hangman Page. We have JR, Tony Schiavone, Taz on commentary, along with the irreplaceable Excalibur. I thought, I, I like how AEW puts the heel manager on commentary for his talent. Oh, yeah. I think Taz is great at it. I think Don is, is as good, if not better. It, it allows the heel to be put over without like complaining about him. Mm-hmm. Like he's a hero while the other guy goes, oh, God, God. Right, because yeah, J.R. Exactly. T- Tony played the role of Uber babyfaces anyway. Oh, gee golly shucks, what they're doing is so evil, and Don's like, hey, that kid deserved it. Right, right, <laughs> right, right. Okay, so I, I felt like, to be honest, the crossbody and double-A spinebuster were two of the huge moves yeah. here. Again, the, the crossbody, the way he does it, it seems like at the last second, he's literally like hurling himself forwards. It looks very impactful. Absolutely. I felt like... Look, we know what Hangman Page can do. Absolutely. And, of course, Hangman Page goes over. Yes. Because he has to. Because at some point we get – we all assume that – I assume that the next world champion is Page. And we're just getting there in a creative way. Hobbs was the star of this match, which I thought was appropriate because we know what Page can do. We know the crowd's behind Page. So Hobbs is the one who probably whenever whenever – the machine cage leaves the faction, the, the FTW faction. Hobbs becomes the heater in that faction. Yes. He's the guy that we need to have the spotlight on even when he loses. And I thought this did a very effective job of that. Yes. Right? I even said at some point during the match, did I just become a Will Hobbs mark? Yeah. The answer is yes. That would you already were. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I, I like that guy. He's really talented, I think. But, yeah, he really impressed me with this one. Yeah. Young Bucks and uh, Brandon Cutler – as their stooge do a little promo thing next, and I thought they did a pretty clean job I liked here it, yeah. of making. I thought, I thought like, it was both funny, mm-hmm. fleshed out characters, and advanced the story as well. Like table scraps for a meal, Brandon Cutler reference there. Yeah, they approved of it, which was nice. I like the little play on EVPs. We're gonna beat you because we're EVPs, and then he says, it's like he starts bacawing. Yeah, that's what uh, Nick Jackson is otherworldly right now. Every time he's on the screen, he's doing something inexplicable, and I like that. It's effective to always wear the same pattern in your shorts and your button-up rayon shirt. Absolutely, and I love his the clip that goes onto his hat that is attached to his earring. I think he might have had a nose ring kicking it. Yeah, he had a nose ring as well. Uh, the attention to detail to dye your beard as well is yes. always good. Yes. I like it. Anyway, I, I, I thought that was fine. Um, Conan comes out. You have Tully in the ring with Tony Schiavone. Conan comes out and gives – he puts a whole lot into his tw- two minutes there. He yeah, gives a little is- bit of a social justice promo along with something about how men from the Carolinas, men are men and sheep are scared, along with – Tully, he says some Spanish stuff and then says, Tully, you're going to need to learn that because your grandkids are going to speak Spanish someday. Yeah. As Tully's daughter, uh, Tessa, is married to um, 
Daga? Daga, yeah. right. Which, if you watch Impact Wrestling, you would you would know all that. Um, or you read the sheets. The Are they dirt sheets anymore? They aren't, right? Because it's not sheets, right? You just pull it up. Dirt web pages on the it twitter does, machine dirt, dirt web dirt tweets dirt twi- dirt, dirt tweets dirt tweets would seem um like overkill yeah right redundant yeah. Considering be they're redundant. Also like, yeah yeah because all tweets are dirt yeah and they're like all i love my wrong twitter machine too yes <laughs> amazingly like that amazing right. botch that happened later in the episode so then tully flips the script on him and says you know you don't you must not know who i am and to which Conan said, replies, I'm bringing my boys out. And turns out these uh, fairly poorly disguised gentlemen are not who Conan believes they are because Tully says, look at the big screen. Pride and powerful have been rendered unconscious. And FTR dressed like they are with their uh, dead, uh, the dead president's movie, not actual dead presidents, white, the white face dead president movie thing. Anyway, Jump Conan, beat him up, pile drive him. Yeah, they pile drove him. Little nerve wracking. Woof. They'll go a little further into this. I'll go a little further into the nerve wracking part of that later, probably. Anyway, so we have gotten heat effectively on FTR, and then we get Matt Seidel versus Dante Martin. But we do have Vicky come out with Andrade El Idolo, and I probably butchered that. Which El El Idolo. El Idolo. And we love Andrade, and I, I, the way he and Seidel locked eyes, please. It looked as if maybe that's our next match or our first match for Andrade, which will be a banger. Seidel's awesome at wrestling, dude. Yes. And they are presenting. You can't really help but present Andrade as a big deal if you let him put on a suit and just kind of walk around. I know Tony and them said you know he's almost too quiet, and I thought that were. I think it's good to address that early on because he doesn't do a lot of promo speaking, but also the fact that his silence or lack of acknowledging people by having a lot to say to me kind of heightens his star power. It's almost like I'm better than that. I really don't need like I don't I don't need to to talk to every every ham and agger that comes up to me talking smack. All I'm going to do is get out there and I'll show you how it's done. Bang out a match and you're gonna. You're going to be, be blown, blown away. away. Yeah. Right, 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 right. And so, but speaking of blown away, this Matt Seidel-Martin match was great. Again, we know what Seidel can do. I almost think this was a theme through the show, right? We know what Seidel can do. Mm-hmm. So Martin, in defeat, winds up being the star of the match. Yeah. He gets the bulk of the offense. He is fantastic. He he gets more hang time from the ground just jumping straight up in the air. It's really amazing how how much lift he gets yeah, off the gosh. ground. That one, uh, he just like did a forward roll and then jumped to get like over him and do a little roll up move in the sunset. It was gorgeous. Absolutely, absolutely. Uh, man, it was, it was again. That guy just blows me away. Him and his brother, but his brother's been injured for a while. Tweaks his knee on a top rope move, and that allows Seidel to hit his finish. Boom! One, two, three. I, I, at this point in the show, we've done great. Right, there's not a whole lot of missteps here. Then we go to Jungle Boy, who starts a promo, and Christian kind of walks up and says, "Hey, man, you seem kind of happy. You should probably be pissed. They don't think you belong here. I think you belong here. You know, you shocked the world when you went to Battle Royal. Shocked the world tonight. I thought that was well done. Absolutely. It gives, it underlines the Christians, the locker room, 
veteran who has words of wisdom for yes. for people throughout the thing. And then of course <laughs> we get three back to back talking things, but it's all it's done in like seven minutes, so it's not like it took a lot, a oh, lot of no. your time. And I don't think any segment dragged. Mm-mm. Even the QT Marshall segment was was pretty short. Correct. Jade winds up saying you can have ten percent off. I've done this for you. Jade's manager says that. <laughs> don't then, ever say I didn't do anything for you. Right. And then they say <laughs> that we're almost sold out a double 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 XL. Which was a personal shot at us, I think. Yes. That I, I wear we double wear XL. That size. Knowing wrestling fans, that doesn't that makes sense, he said, which was funny. And then she I rips the, for the shirt length, up. Man, come right. on. <laughs> and and she's she's a star. We know it. Then we cut into the MJF promo where he talks about putting the beat down on um Dean Malenko. Dean Malenko nice and man. his Parkinson's. And this is where I will mention that it'd be okay if we don't yeah, it's been, been a have Conan too. Yeah. physically shaking when he's trying to raise his hand and eating a pile driver and Dean getting beat up. Guys, there's a way to get heat without beating up old people. Are you certain? <laughs> yeah. Because at this point, the Young Bucks' father... Uh, that's Malenko, what I'm saying. I'm saying. It's okay, Conan, man. I mean, I get... Tully's the, next. Tully better watch his back. So Tully ain't doing all that. <laughs> Tully says I'm a hop down. Tully was the- like, I was retired when you brought me here. <laughs> I can retire quick. I'm good on that. But I don't want to see Jake get hit either. Oh, man. Jake has struggled down once or twice. so hard to get to where he is right now in his life. Let's don't they, hurt him. Yeah, they don't need to be don't touch on Jake. him. Don't touch Jake. Then we get Jericho attacking with Hagar. As we know, Pride and Powerful been knocked out. I skipped over a segment on accident. Sammy As Sammy was walking to the arena, the chairman, Sean Spears, hits him with a chair, says, you know, we'll see you next week or whatever. Ha, ha, ha. Now, the interesting thing is he didn't hit him two, three, four times, which I thought was weird. But yeah, I think like, I know yeah. why now. Because we get this brawl, and Jericho goes in with only two, with only him and Hagar, right? Because the rest of his faction's been beat up. They do well against three on two there until... They get to the ring from the backstage area. They fight their way to the ring. That's when the numbers game catches up to them. And that is when we have saved this moment for Sammy to make his run in, which is why we didn't hit Sammy a bunch of times with the chair. And Sammy clears the ring and Sammy screams, we are presenting Sammy exactly like we should now. Yes. He is not a part of the faction. He is now what we did at the end of the pay-per-view as he was the one who got the pin, and he's the one who kind of stood the tallest, even if we were singing Jericho's song during the event. The way he's presented here, MJF and Sammy Guevara are the future of this company, are what we're presenting as Absolutely. a big deal. Sammy even references that. Absolutely. They picked the wrong guy when he's talking to MJF. Right, which also puts... MJF in a weird spot, right? Because he's supposed to be the outsider. Mm-hmm. Whereas Sammy is saying, well, not really. Even if you're a heel, you're still the guy they, they think is the guy. I'm the guy that's the guy. Which which allows him to be the anti-hero-ish, which I'm sure is what they're going for anyway with the, with the Jericho faction. Somewhere in that stone cold realm of, it's okay to cheat, but you're still cool. Oh yeah. You know. Um, Miro, butt-naked sitting on a backwards chair with a title keeping us from getting the full Monty. I, I don't think he was 
I don't think he was butt naked. He, he looked butt naked. He looked butt naked. He has been known to be butt naked doing random things. So. Barbecuing, whatever it is. He uh, is praying, which most people pray when they're butt naked. That's true. And he's praying about... Makes church very awkward. He's being very complimentary to his wife. And then he... Uh, <laughs> Every promo. Right. And then he um, starts in on... Pillman. Uh, yeah, Brian Pillman Jr. And he he the this was fantastic. Oh man, this uh, you know, is so good. Like we said, we get a run of, you know, four or five different guys at this point giving promos, maybe six. Miro's was way better. This is a standout for sure, the whole episode. And it was, you know, in, in the the whole standing between a righteous man and his 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 path is like standing between a cleaver and its meat. Yeah. Which was such a, a powerful visual metaphor. Never heard it before. It literally, like, I, I liked it so much because, like, that's what a cleaver is designed for. It's not just, like, a bear on his path to food. It is something that is designed to, to go. cut, right. To cut, to get to where it needs to go. Right. It, it's great visual. I've never heard it before, no, which is great yeah. as well. Um, then, he, then he says, you know, Pillman, you decided... Miro was defending the honor of a young lady when Pillman decided to get involved, which was um, Penelope, of course. And now you've gotten into my business and you have chosen to be in the way of God's favorite champion. Yes. And I did not know that Miro was going to take this whole thing religious at any point in time until today. But it looks like he can really do it effectively. Absolutely. And if that's where we're going, I'm, I'm, I really want to see. It. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so Pillman, of course, gives a retaliatory somewhere in here. It was pretty good. He, but the baby, do, baby face, though. Yes. Miro, not, I don't know. Yeah, that was probably my favorite segment of the whole episode, other than maybe the main event. Well, the matches were good. The matches were quite good. But my favorite segment yeah. was, was the Miro. Now we get Bear County come out in some interesting masks. Bronson is the wrestler versus Ethan Page. Scorpio at his side. Uh, what's the name of that other mountain man? I I, I have no idea. He's huge. They, He's really big. They kept acting like the guy who was wrestling in the ring was was massive, but like literally the dude standing outside the ring is like a foot taller. I but swear. to your point, to your point during the match, you you mentioned is this whole match just Page getting beat up? Yeah, right? it, it was keeping in the the theme of the yeah. wrestling matches the whole night because he the Bronson got the offense. He's the one who did the suicide dive. He hit everything he tried to hit until he got a little bit distracted and he got the European nutter cutter and that turned into the ego's edge. Ego's edge, which he he had to have been. He's on a the big top enough rope. man that he had to be on the second rope for that to happen. Absolutely, because Ethan couldn't got him up there himself. Ethan strong to keep him up there. He did, Crazy. and he did. He held him a little extra. They get the W there, and then Ethan grabs the mic. Ethan's very good on the stick. He tells Darby Allen, look, I'm coming for you. I want it to be the nail in your coffin. Let's do it with a coffin match. Yes. I'm excited about a coffin match. I think it'll be – I'm a little worried about the health of Darby because I have a feeling he will do a coffin drop onto a coffin. Yes. And that – I hope it's gimmicked. Could have dire consequences at some point. Could but die or consequences. <laughs> But that's kind of you know, who he listen, is. Listen, I'm just saying, it would be convenient to die and immediately fall into a coffin. I'm just saying. Prep. Keep things simple for The Undertaker. Keep it prep. Ah! You think he's going to be there? Yeah. 
for yes, sure. For sure. No, he's good. They, like, what's a what's like another name for an Undertaker? Because that's probably trademarked. I have no idea. I, is there another name for Undertaker? Like the, the burial the grave guy? man. The grave digger. Grave digger. Dude, that <laughs> also would be... almost certainly trademarked. Dude, that would be even better though, is if they can't get the Undertaker to have that monster truck pull in, because they do that anyway with trucks. Have have, dude. I have a guy at work that will just blurt out every now and then. I hate Grave Digger. He always wins, and that's like almost certainly what you hear at the monster truck when Grave Digger comes in and runs things. I love that. Everything's pro. I hate Grave Digger. He always wins. Um. <laughs> anyway, all right. Britt Baker, Reby, give another promo where they call out Vicky Guerrero as a wrestler, which was <laughs> Vicky and Nyla give a counter promo. I thought this was fine. We're setting up Nyla versus Britt. I don't know how Vicky can be physically involved in a match. I do assume that Vicky has something in her stable up her sleeve that involves because. Adalo said, Andrade said, we're not done yet before. Ooh. Right? During his promo at his house. Could there be somebody else? Has it been 90 days since yeah. uh, Theo Trinidad? Since Trinidad got cut loose. Could she be the surprise? And we're all looking for a man because he said, we're not done yet. Right. And then she slides in and somehow manages to. Even up to oh, she's a fantastic wrestler by the way. If you oh yeah, the yeah. She never really got to show it off, but every time she she had the opportunity, she she's great. Towards the end, she did get a couple matches over there, but she always in Alistair's stuff or Andrade's stuff always got to well, not Alistair's Andrade's stuff always got to do the Hurricane Radas and those yes, kind of moves outside yes. of the ring, which is very very good at that as well. Um, Statlander versus the Bunny. I thought this was good. Mm-hmm. I, I felt like. You had the aesthetic of Blade on one side and County on the other, and you mentioned how there's two ways you wear sunglasses. One is to look tough. One is to look cool. Yeah, and that was the the, the Blade versus OC over there, right? Which I the, loved. The match, I thought the match was really good. Uh, we're all happy to see Bunny back wrestling again, yes. and Statlander especially back wrestling after her yes. knee surgery. Statlander looks great. Jr. was incredibly cautious in the way he complimented her this time around. It's almost Smart. as if Tony was like, "Hey, Tony Khan was like, hey, be careful how you comment the ladies, Jr. You know, it, I know you don't mean nothing by it, but and he lo- he specifically said diet trimmed makes her more athletic. Yes, <laughs> you know what I mean. He did. He didn't go. Man, she looks good. <laughs> <laughs> it's like he might. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. You know what I mean? And it's yeah, I I agree. And I don't. And I honestly don't think Jr. thinks of it like that as much as he just. There's a certain way a guy his age talks. Absolutely. You know? And uh, but it was it was funny to see him kind of specifically say certain sentences slowly, <laughs> carefully, <laughs> right. with intent. Right. Now it was a it was a rough match. I didn't think it was uh, a dangerous match, which I had read some people said no. totally silly. Um, I think they're they're both still a little bit rough around the edges because they both right. have are kind of easing back into wrestling full time. And you had them. Against each other, which yes. was tricky anyway. Yes. Now, of course, you had the spots where Orange and Blade kind of interacted outside of the ring, and then you have Blade get on the apron. He's 
distracts. Bunny calls for the brass knuckles. Brass knuckles, and as she's putting, as she's going to put them on, Orange saunters into the ring, grabs them, puts them in his pocket. This is over. Statlander finishes her off. Big bang. Big bang. Boom. Over. But then Blade doesn't like the fact that Orange got involved with his shenanigans. Angelico, Jack Evans come out. We put the beat down on, and I get. I guess we have Butcher Blade, Evans, and and Helico, and Helico, and Private Party are all in Matt Hardy's faction. Yes, which would be a pretty good tag team division. Yes, yeah, all in his faction. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> but anyway, so they hold him up. He he eats a, a right cross there. Looks like Trent's having neck surgery. Yeah, to be fused. So maybe Orange winds up. Sliding in there with uh, Chuck for a little bit, and gets involved in that tag division, and nice. which is they have a great tag yeah, division. Shoot. So to have stuff going on also underneath the title picture, absolutely is. is I mean, I, I I do think having a healthy mid card is like vital to the health of a division. It's, if all I care about is the champion, then like what's going on, right? Well, I, I, every time I do a wrestling show, I feel like I mentioned that the most important thing about a wrestling program is what's beneath the belt. Yes. Because the belt tells its own tale. Yes. All you have to do is say, the man's chase for gold is eternal. Absolutely. (laughs) It's always someone. Someone's right in that chase. So to make it interesting, you need something other than that involved. And I think this whole episode was kind of designed around that. Absolutely. That's that's why the guys who did well were the guys who were losing. Yes. Because they're important next week I, in the next I, week I, I will care about powerhouse hobbs i will care about dante martin i will care about whatever's named bronson probably not <laughs> i, I kind of liked this match i've said it before those guys don't do anything for me in, in, a, in a company that's so filled to the brim even in the mid card with really exciting performers they really just don't do anything for me well, he does really generic big guy spots but bear with me you boo, have boo you I say you have the, the buffet of things, right? Mm-hmm. You have different people that meet different demographics in an audience. And Bear Country can reach those people that do like the old NWA, old Smoky Mountain wrestling style performer. They do. Mm-hmm. That's what they do. Yes. And even, but also this, this guy happens to mix in stage dives and stuff like that as well. So... I get it where you're coming from on it too, but I did think he's a little quicker than he looks like he would be. Yeah, he's powerful. Um, I, I I liked it. I liked what he did, but I also think that I liked what he did because Ethan Page is a very giving performer. Yes, and he did that for for the guy, which is what you're supposed to do. It's just what you know. They're all one thing about you can say about AEW is they do all seem to be invested in one another's success right now. Yes, it it has it does have that ECW on the come up feel to it in that aspect of it um qt marshall gives a promo about the uh cody verse and says that he's challenged <laughs> first he runs down our son about getting wrestler of the week and then he says i'm going to challenge my man to a south beach strap match but not i'm sorry I'm, i was misleading the way i said that not Arn's kid uh cody and then he said, Cody's not even here this week because he's off in Hollywood 
measuring up all the mini movie. I think Cody was probably actually at his house playing with his new kid. Yeah. But maybe Hollywood is out there searching for a guy with platinum blonde hair and a neck tattoo. Yes, for whatever geeky geeky superhero movie as Marshall <laughs> says. Put him in a geeky superhero movie and maybe I'll never what, have to see him again. What, what superhero do you think Cody could play? Cody. Cody? Yes. Uh, no, who's that? He's a superhero like from the future. He's blonde and he, he's like famous in the future. He's like really egotistic. Uh, Booster Gold. Yes, Bo- Booster Gold is who I was thinking of. DC, futuristic, ego-driven, camera following him around, has a thing that covers his neck tattoo, a big star on his chest. This is Cody Dude, Rhodes' movie. In, this is Booster Gold's Wikipedia entry. In Initially depicted as a glory-seeking showboat from the future, using knowledge of historical events and futuristic technology to stage high-publicity heroics. Tell me, Cody wouldn't be perfect for that. Cody Rhodes, DC hero. Please. That would give us Cody and The Rock. Yes. In the DC universe. Definitely a fair comparison. (laughs) Yes. To Cody. To Cody. (laughs) (laughs) No, I, I, I do actually legit think that Cody would... Maybe Cody wouldn't even have to act. Literally. In that part. He's just, boom. That's, that's his gimmick. Yeah, his I agree. real life gimmick. I agree. His personality, some might call it. <laughs> I love ragging. Oh. I love ragging on Cody. Oh, dude. It's it's his own pastime. Okay, so then we get uh, Eddie with a, dude, the killer Patrick Ewing t-shirt yes. on. I'm a, I'm a New York Knicks fan, so when he has that Patrick Ewing t-shirt on, it killed me. I believe that is on, Patrick Ewing had his own shoe and it kind of went away for a while when he wasn't really playing anymore. But then, like, retro came, became a thing again, so they brought back the Ewing shoes. And I believe if you go to EwingShoeCompany.com or whatever, you can score that shirt that my man Eddie Kingston had on. And it is money with the high top fade and the three lines inside of his head. Oh, so good. Patrick Ewing was my guy. I miss you, Pat. But I don't have to miss him because he's the head coach at Georgetown. So, anyway. We'll move on to wrestling. Eddie gives a great promo here with Penta. And what's the guy's name that talks for Penta? Uh, Alex Abrahantes. I kind of like this. Sometimes I can I, I don't like Alex with him all that much. But right here, it felt... Dude, they were, their job was to get you hyped for a match. And they managed to do that. Oh, dude, absolutely. And Penta... Um, Penta speaking feverishly in Spanish and then having the other guy kind of hype to say it and then they do the zero, you know, together. It's just perfect. Perfect. So they got you hyped for it. And then, of course, Jungle Boy comes out. And I will say this. I, I did like the commentary tonight, but I felt like when Jungle Boy came out, they talked about a lot of things. But what they didn't mention, which was which was blatantly obvious, is that Jungle Boy was drinking it in. Oh, for sure. He was in the main event of... Dynamite with Kenny world Omega, champion. not yes. just any world champion, Kenny Omega. If you Omega's run, starting with his big matches in Japan, Japan have been how long? Eight years. Yeah, I would guess Jungle Boy was. He's twenty four now, so he's probably sixteen when when Omega comes on his radar, and by the time he's nineteen, an aspiring young wrestler, he thinks Omega's. 
Oh, yeah. The bee's knees. Best wrestler and then, in the world. And, and he's not wrong, right? And then now here he is in a company where he gets to headline a pay-per-view with that. And I felt like, and you could see him drinking it in. You could see him look at his mother. And that's when they were talking about a bunch of cr- stuff. I don't know what. And then I was just like, what are y'all doing? Because this is a moment for this kid, right? Yeah. And then he waves at his mom and Excalibur kind of snaps out of it and, and, and brings you into the moment, which was what was important, which is this kid's journey yes. to be here. And it's kind of what the whole thing was about because that's how Jungle Boy got here. He had great matches he lost. And that's the, the, the theme of the show, whether they meant to or not, was great matches lost, great matches lost, great matches lost, building stars, getting over without going over. Yes. Right? Yes. And he did it again here because we get a fantastic match. And Jungle Boy hits all of his moves. He hits the uh, elbow... What did he call uh, it? Uh, elbow Suicida. Elbow Suicida. Tope Suicida. Tope Con Hero. Tope Con Hero. Hits all of them. Gets the snare trap a couple different times, which they've really built up as a legitimate threat. One time he gets the snare trap where Kenny can't do anything. Mm-hmm. And that's when the faction comes running down. Right. No, that was the second one. Yeah, yeah. The faction the comes one. running down. Then the faction comes running down, and then they Marcus get jumped Stun- by Jungle Boy. Because Jungle Boy and the faction... Jungle Boy, the Good Brothers, Don Couch all get ejected right out the shoot because Marco Stunt wants to fight before the fight is <laughs> Yeah. Right? And But then when Kenny's in real trouble, you have the Good Brothers come running down. Then you have J- Jungle Express answer. All of them go away. And Frankie Kazarian. It, for, Kazarian actually was there first. Yes. Which is good, too, because he's going to be involved in all of this mess with... Uh, which I like. I really what like. What is basically AEW's Bullet Club. And Callus is now on on a uh, Callus was fantastic on commentary throughout the thing, as he always is. Oh, yeah. He's wonderful on commentary. And then you get when we cut back to the ring, they're both standing, and so then they wind up fighting again. Jungle Boy gets him, and that's when Kenny goes for the hair and then the eyes. Yes, and then you get where Jungle Boy's in trouble for a little bit here. But then he he swings its momentum again. He almost gets the W. Kenny gets him down for the finish, doesn't finish him. And the second time around when he gets him down for the finish and he doesn't finish him, he immediately hops up and puts him into one-winged angel, gets him one, two, three. Kenny's not okay with, well, let's stop before we get to the what happens mm-hmm. post. At this point, fantastic. Great match. Whole episode, everything's great. And then we get a Nitro ending. <laughs> Which is what they and do that every time. Explodes. I, I really just personal preference. Jungle Boy just opened himself up and gave us this fantastic performance. And Kenny got him there, and to me, the perfect way to cut away from this would be to have Kenny standing there alone with the belt, cut down, and you run your credits on Jungle Boy laying there on the ground. That would have been perfect. Let everybody drink it in. Understand where you've put this kid now and put him in important things. It's not what we did. And that's okay because that's not how the show runs. But personal preference, that's what I would have done. I get you. Then, of course, we get the obligatory. Kenny's going to run him over with the belt because he gave him a good fight because why wouldn't you attack the person who gave you a good fight? Obviously. Christian comes out, fights off Private Party, uh, fights off Matt Hardy. He's about to hit the... Kill switch. Kill switch on Hardy. And then the Good Brothers run down. But the young book, the young books run down. Yeah, or maybe there's a, there's down. a lot of people. In there. Oh, there's a whole lot going on. 
he winds Nitro, up natural ending. <laughs> yeah, he winds up eating uh, a schmage. I think is what they used to call it. He winds up eating two super kicks, and then he eats the twist of fate, mm-hmm. and then we cut to credits like that, which is fine. That's the way they do it, but it's still. I, I really would have liked to see Jungle Boy get the opportunity to. He does show. It uh, sounds weird to say you could put him over by having him laying there unconscious, but I think he can. But after something like that, yeah, absolutely. I think he can. Uh, interesting alliance. I'll say, if there's any alliance between the Elite and Hardy family. Right. Is the alliance just that we all hate Christian, or can we become more allies? Is there anything is there, anything there? Is it is it just two big egos well, to work together? It would be hard because, okay, that the other, the other factions, two tag teams as well. So then you have an alliance with five tag teams? Yeah. There's going to be some problems at some <laughs> yeah. point. Yeah, because at some point, somebody's going to want to wrestle, wrestle for that belt over there. But that being said, I felt like it was a great episode. You enjoyed it. Yeah. All right, man. Good to have you talking. Hey, I'm glad to be here. Yeah, all right, man. Can't do AEW without Jared. All right, man. Um, You'll talk about Shingo at all? Nothing really has happened since he won the belt. I don't think we've talked since he won the belt. Oh. Did we talk about him winning the belt? I don't think so. It was great. Yeah. It was phenomenal. Shingo is your new New Japan champion. It's fantastic. Got a nice shirt out on uh, Pro Wrestling Tees. He stays winning. He's, dude. He's another guy that, and I don't think the the point of what they were doing with Shingo wasn't to put him over, but his matches with Osprey were so good that you had to once Osprey got hurt or whatever and had to leave. He was the only guy you could put the belt on. Oh yeah, I don't think there was. It another wouldn't option. have made sense, and it's crazy because he got there by losing, which is the beauty of pro wrestling is. And I get, you know, wins and losses matter. Sure they do. Point is, it's the performance. And it makes all the difference in the world. And the guy who's the best supporting actor time and again should get leading roles. Yes. And that's what we had happen with Chingo right there. All right, man. Uh, check out our friends at the Gin Project. Appreciate you uh, hanging out with us. It's been a Go Home Heat production, copyright 2020, from my man Jared, from me, KP. Go, Go home. home.